What's going on, everyone? My name is DeAndre. I'm here at Pastor Marco. And there's so much going on in the world right now. So we figured we'd have another conversation. We'd be able to ask Pastor some questions and really see some of his thoughts on what God has to say about what's happening right now. And so this past Sunday, you talked about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Why do you think that's so important for where we are right now in history? Ha, we need joy, don't we? Uh, we're so worked up right now. We're so stressed and anxious and fearful and angry. And rightly so. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a year. A lot has happened. You know, I was thinking that uh, 2020 to me uh, has exposed so much, mm. right? That the real us has to come out. You know, we've had racial tension. We, we've had COVID. Mm. And now we have this, you know, government tension. I mean, the real you is going to come out. Right, right. But I felt even before the outcome of the election that I felt like we needed to decompress, you know. And so this message was already on the shelf, ready to go, wow. uh, regardless of how the outcome of the election was. Because we've been saying all along, like, we're, we might have certain opinions about how we should be. Mm -hmm. But we have to, at the end of the day, trust that God is the one that truly is in control. Mm -hmm. And so we have to go back to go forward, right? That's why I love the Bible. Um, so in Nehemiah, uh, they were rebuilding. And after many years of captivity and battles and struggles mm -hmm. and disappointments, um, but this is a great reminder that no matter what's happening, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it brings back the perspective of who really is in control of our mm -hmm. lives and who is, is in control of history mm -hmm. and what's happening in our world right now is what's happening in our nation. So that's the heart behind that. And we're going to continue that for the next few weeks uh, to just decompress and mm -hmm. let God be really the God that is ruling our hearts. Absolutely. And trust Him with the results. Absolutely. And even hearing you saying that now, I'm reminded to when you read in Nehemiah, he was focused on what God had called him to do, rebuilding Jerusalem. He didn't have time to get caught up in other petty things. Yeah. And you said that this Sunday, where it's just like, what are we focusing on as the people of God? And so how can we as believers still hold on to our unity, our faith in Jesus, even if we voted for different uh, candidates, even if we have different feelings on how we feel like it should have went, yeah. um, how can we stay focused on the main thing and keep that unity as a church? Well, I, I hope that as believers, that our baseline is the gospel. It, it was never a political party, mm -hmm. right? The gospel baseline is that for God so loved the world, right? That he gave his one and only son for all of us, mm -hmm. right? Regardless of how we vote, regardless of, of the things that we feel very strongly about, um, that the gospel is the banner that we live under, mm -hmm. Therefore, um, let's go back to that basics of the gospel because the early believers came from all walks of life, right? And let's not forget that the whole thing was birthed under the Roman Empire, right? But they, it, it, they, they were able to unite under Jesus Christ and not let the other things uh, rule the day. Mm. And so I hope that the gospel is our baseline. And again, I think these are the moments we are exposed. Right. Like, who are we really, right? And what, what really matters to us? Now, when we say unity, we don't mean uniformity, right? I always make that distinction because it doesn't mean like I have to agree with everything you say and do, but it's like, what is, what is our common ground, mm -hmm. right? What is the common denominator between us? 
and it's Jesus, right? Who is our Lord and Savior. And the Bible says there's one Lord, one Savior, one mm -hmm. baptism, one God. So why don't we focus on those things that unite us, right? And let's channel our energy towards the things that we believe should be happening, but let's channel that towards prayer, mm. but not, not beating each other up, right. you know, with our convictions, because, mm -hmm. you know, who wins at the end of the day? The enemy right. does. We don't. Wow. You know what I mean? So I'm way more concerned with promoting unity as peacemakers, as we talked about two mm -hmm. weeks ago, that the, the, the makers and maintainers of peace are the true children of God. You know, even now, mm -hmm. I think uh, the true children of God are being mm -hmm. exposed. Like, who are we really? Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Are we the sum of our policies or are we the sum of who we are in the gospel of Jesus Christ? So I hope and pray that that is our baseline and how we go about seeing each other regardless of how we vote. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but be reminded of the scripture that says anything that can be shaken will be shaken. <laughs> yes. And there's no, I mean, we literally just had an earthquake. There was literally a physical shaking. Yeah. But there's no denying we're in a moment right now where it feels like everything around us is being shaken. And it's possible to have voted or wanted certain things. But when it comes down to it, the only thing that we have that's unshakable is our faith in Jesus Christ. So it's possible to have different opinions, but still push the mission of Jesus Christ forward. I hope so, because we're not robots, mm -hmm. right? I hope so, because God gave us a free will, right? And not everything is spelled out in the Bible. Some of the stuff is personal conviction that God gives you. But I love what Paul does in, 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 in the Church of Rome, for example, where there was so many approaches to life. But Paul was like, listen, use your freedom to serve one another, right? And don't be a stumbling block to those who mm -hmm. have certain conviction about certain things. This is where maturity comes into play. Right? That, listen, at the end of the day, I don't want to be a stumbling block to you. I want to I wanna love you and serve you and bless you, even if we disagree on certain things, because we have the things that we agree on are way more important mm -hmm. than the things we don't. Right? Right. But that takes maturity, right? Because the, the, the struggle that we have right now is we just are so feeling driven. We're not principle driven. We're feeling driven. Therefore, we're just about, you know, spewing out our information mm -hmm. and our approach and let's be honest, all of us are living in our own eco chambers of mm. beliefs, you know, and the moment someone comes against that, we while out, we go crazy. I just hope that we can learn a lesson here that we need to we need to cross over. Right. Mm -hmm. If if, the, if there's an issue with our government is that we have two eco chambers right now, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, well, when the founding fathers wanted to bring a United States together and George Washington had the foresight to say that. Perhaps one day the demise of our nation is going to be this two-party thing. So here we are, mm -hmm. right, in this, in this dilemma. And we need people on both sides that can be peacemakers to bridge the gap and to build bridges, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I think that's the, that's the goal of the believer in any setting, I think. No matter where you live, you're always going to have this tension of the kingdom versus the world, mm. right? And the world standpoint, the worldview um, I hope that, again, we go back and allow Jesus to be the, 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 the driving force of our choices and decisions and what we're posting and what we care about. Mm -hmm. And whether we accept this reality or not, the world is watching. Right. So what are some of the practical ways that we can show unity to a world that desperately needs a beacon of true light and hope? Yeah. Again, I, I've been beating this drum for a couple of weeks. Now the peacemakers have to rule the day. That we need peacemakers on both sides of the aisle mm -hmm. who can see the bigger picture and push unity forward, push progress the right way mm -hmm. forward. Because, um, you know, we talked about this, how 
the Roman Empire believed that you can have peace through violence, right? But the gospel says, no, you have peace through the peace of God, mm. right? So violence will always be get more violence. And I don't mean just physical violence. I mean, like, our words could be mm. violent. And so we need to go back to allowing the Holy Spirit to really anoint our lips and anoint our hearts and our eyes to see people the way God does and not see people as threats mm-hmm. or enemies. We're not enemies. We're friends. Right? At the end of the day, we're in this journey together called life. Right. And we just have to have, we just happen to have different convictions about different things. Mm-hmm. But if we drill down, we're, we all want the same things. Absolutely. You know, and so hopefully the peacemakers can rule the day in government, in social media, in our cubicles, in our churches, um, I'm praying the social, the peacemakers can rise up in this in this tension. Absolutely, and obviously the most important thing that we can have is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. But you touched on this this past Sunday, and I thought it was so profound. You said a lot of God's promises were you plural though right. for a community. How do we walk in that tension of? I know God loves me, but there's also something going on that's bigger than me. How do we live for Jesus and be selfless in a culture that's so me-centered and self-focused? Well, I hope and pray again that we want God's dream, not the American dream. Mm. They're not the same. And that's a tough one for people to kind of pull the two apart. The, the American dream is, is self-driven. It's not bad to want things and to get ahead and succeed. But God has a bigger dream than that. Mm. You know, God's dream was to bless the world. You know, the whole thing started when God told this man, Abraham, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. Right. And he said, through you, I'm going to form this nation. But this nation is meant to bless the entire world. And mm. Jesus comes to this nation to bless the entire world. But when, even when Jesus was walking the earth, he said, you guys have turned inwardly. You become self-focused, self-driven, as opposed to outwardly focused mm. in blessing people. And I think we as God's people need to take a really hard look in the mirror and say, are we being God's people mm. or, or have we bought into a, an American dream that has now become the gospel? Wow. You know what I mean? Again, nothing wrong with capitalism, nothing wrong with succeeding. I hope people hear me because nowadays you say one thing and people just run with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm saying is it's bigger than that. It, the gospel and the American dream are at odds because God loves the world, not just this world, you know, right. and not just you, mm-hmm. you know, and if anything, God blesses you to be a blessing. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And so if, if we don't have that perspective, that mindset, again, we all going to run back to our eco chambers and then read the Bible just from the me standpoint. Mm. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You was plural. You're talking about a whole nation. Right. <laughs> so right now, I think one of the things we need to ask is, God, what is your plan for the whole nation? Not what I think it should be. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I think. God does things that we have no idea. That's why he said, hey, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your mm. ways. So why don't you check with me? Right. <laughs> you know, as a, instead of assuming mm-hmm. that God wants this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think what I love about Jesus is Jesus never allowed anyone to pin him down to their thing. You know, there was this passage, it may sound obscure, but when he fed the, the, the 5,000, it said that they wanted to crown him king and he just withdrew from everybody. He's like, no, you don't get to crown me king. Right. Like, you don't get to tell me what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we see that throughout Jesus' ministry. That like, so he good. never allowed people to pin him to a thing. You know, so the moment we think we've, we've got God figured out, mm-hmm. God's like, nah, I'm going over here. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to do over here. So I think, can we be humble enough to say, we don't know what God's doing. So can we seek him and ask him right. for wisdom and for his leadership and for his guidance so we don't lose our minds mm-hmm. thinking that we had a plan? And that's the thing I see now. Let me get more personal here. 
What I see Christians being disappointed with is the fact that they made their plans and I've got the blessing. <laughs> and then when God doesn't, then we get disappointed, we get upset. But it's like, no, you made your plans mm-hmm. and then you guys got the blessing. <laughs> oh, man. And then because you took the Bible and made it yours as opposed to ours <laughs> collectively. So we need to pray more collective prayers mm-hmm. and, and less me-oriented prayers, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And I love what you're saying. It's like they were ready to make Jesus king, but his plan was so much greater than anything that they right. could understand. Can I say something about that? Like, here's, here's, I've been thinking about this a lot. Jesus lives under the Roman Empire, but Jesus never really touches the government. You know, the, the closest thing that we have is a couple of references when mm-hmm. one thing they asked him about taxes and he said, hey, give to Caesar what's Jesus, mm-hmm. give to God what's God's. I think Jesus was saying, I operate in a whole other realm. Right. It's higher than the, 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 the secular realm of government. Now, government plays a massive role. That's why I think what we need is peacemakers like Joseph mm-hmm. and Daniel, you know, who were there to impact the government. You know what I mean? Not the other way around, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think since Jesus walked the earth. The church has been at its best when we've been on the fringes of society, mm-hmm. impacting it that way, than to be bought into the whole scheme and lose the kingdom perspective mm-hmm. that we have. Now, that's going to take maturity to right. understand what I'm trying to say, you know, but I think we need discernment in all of this because we are buying into a narrative. We get sucked in mm-hmm. to this whole narrative, not realizing that we, they may not be fully what God mm-hmm. is asking us to do. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we settle for something less than Jesus has in mind. Like, I guess my question is going to be, how do we get back to the heart of God and to be the people that God died for us to be? But I look like we are the church. Hey, the church has survived some very dark times yeah. in history. Talk about Nazi Germany, World War One, World War Two. Nero. Uh, Nero, you know what I mean? Literally, like yeah. he burns half of Rome and blames on the Christians. They're literally being persecuted. And we've been blessed in the sense of in America, we haven't faced real persecution. But it's just, um, I think Jesus has something so much greater in mind than what we settle for. How do we get back to that heart and truly be the people of God in a time such as this? You know, I say this with, honestly, with a broken heart that I, I think we have subscribed to a Christianity that is less than what Jesus had in mind. Mm. I, I think this thing has morphed. Like I said, it is morphed into an American dream. It's morphed into a me-centered mm. thing way more than what Jesus had in mind. You know, because the whole thing comes down to loving God, right? With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. He said, if you do those two things, you've kept the entire thing. Right. Um, And I think we need to go back to basics. We need to go back to who am I in God and what is God calling me to do? Because the question that I want us to ask is, how do you see God using your life to further the kingdom? Mm. You know, if we're not asking that question, I think we've settled for something much less than what God had in mind. Because I'm seeing this, too, with this social media platform platform that we have these days is that I'm seeing people well-meaning but building their own platform versus building God's platform. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem all around. You know, that's why we get all weird, bent out of shape when these pastors fall from grace. But it's like, was it really about the kingdom? Was it about personal platforms? Mm-hmm. You know, I think we, yeah, we have to do some soul searching as God's people to Absolutely. say, who are we really? And what is the driving force of our lives? Why are we doing the things we're doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why are we so bent out of shape if someone doesn't get elected? And why... We, are we so gung-ho about a, a candidate if our heart is for, for Christ? Because I say that people are trying to, like, and when I say that, I know people are like, so who did he vote for? Right. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like, is that you really the concern mm -hmm. we should have right now? Like, we should be having a bigger concern is who is God? Right. And what is does he want us, wants to do in me and through me? Mm -hmm. Because if I stop asking what God wants to do through me, then it's not the gospel anymore. It's my thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, like Christmas is coming again. Like, what do we do? Well, it's like the gospel of Christmas is consumerism. You know, the world says, here's one more thing mm -hmm. that he's going to make you happy. <laughs> you know, he's going to fulfill your life. And it, it will come and go and we're still unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we missed the point of God coming incarnate to show us how mm -hmm. to actually live fulfilled lives. Right. You know, so. Mm. And you've said this before, and I love this picture. It's like we treat God like a vending machine. We put our two cents in, try to hit a couple things and expect to get something from him. And then we don't, we bang it. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about getting frustrated. But it's just like, no, 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 God is God. Right. He's the God of the universe. I love this past Sunday, we sang Be Still. If you haven't heard that, sit with that song. Yeah. It's just like, how about we just sit back, let God be God and simply trust him yeah. and put our faith in him. Think about it. Like God doesn't owe me anything. Right? He doesn't. Like, the Bible even says it. Like, if I was hungry, would I tell you? Like, God's sarcastic in mm -hmm. a way. Like, man, I'm God all by myself. Like, I mean, I'm choosing to include you guys on this, you know? And mm -hmm. so we need to be humble to say, God, thank you, first of all, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I'm here. And thank you that I get to play a role in all of mm -hmm. this. Don't let me get caught up on my own thing right. or even the hype of the world. Like, what is it? What's my role in all of this? You know, because I don't want to play too much of a role or too less of a role. Mm. I want to play the right role. Yeah, that's good. You know good. what I'm saying? I don't want to escape, but also I don't want to be all in. Mm -hmm. He said be in, but not up. Right? So these are the things that, again, I hope maturity can rule the day, mm -hmm. you know, and help us maneuver through all of the, f there's fluff mm -hmm. and then there's muck and there's mud. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot to unpack right mm -hmm. now that I think these conversations are so important. I hope people are talking. Yeah. Because I don't think we're talking. I think we're shouting. I think we're posting mm -hmm. and thinking, I made my difference. It's like, no, we're not yeah. doing anything other than making noise. Mm -hmm. You know, there used to be the old school song, Switchfoot says, if we're adding to the noise, turn off the radio. Mm -hmm. I think some of us would be better off turning it off right oh, now. That's good. And go listen to the Holy Spirit. That's so good. So I'll end with this question. What role should politics play in our faith? I've said this already, right? that Jesus, from a natural standpoint, was killed because of corrupted politicians and corrupted religion. The role is for us to bring redemption to mm. it, right? Some people, I believe, are called to be in that world, like the Josephs and the Daniels. Mm -hmm. We need more Joseph and Daniels and Esthers, right? Mm -hmm. Who are in there, you know, impacting mm -hmm. what's happening. Nehemiah was a governor. Nehemiah was a governor. Um, and so I think we need redemptive understanding of what it means to for, what it means for politics, what it means for entertainment, what it means for social media. Mm. You know, I think it's the peacemakers with that mindset, that focus that can come in and help bring redemption to it. Mm -hmm. So, again, it, one of those things we have to be careful with is like, you know, it's all messed up. And so forget it. It's like, no, God calls us to redeem it. Mm. Right. And so each one of us plays a role in that now wow. to, to, to certain capacity, because some of us are really called to that vein specifically, mm -hmm. but at least at a general level, all of us are called to pray for redemption, mm. to pray for healing, to pray for restoration, to pray for peace wow. over our nation and then to pray for God to put the right people in place. 
You know, everybody just focuses on the president. What about the cabinet? What about mm -hmm. the staff? What about all the people around him? Mm -hmm. They can actually impact these decisions, impact them, what he does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I mean, we see that throughout the Old Testament, right? The prophets will come in and speak to the kings and, mm -hmm. and impact them. You know what I mean? So, again, I think it's not a one-man race. I think mm -hmm. it's we need a village of people who have the redemptive standpoint to approach mm -hmm. it from that, from that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, throughout the month of October, every single Wednesday we were coming and we were praying here at the church. And you said something that was so profound. It was like, Trump, Biden, they're people. Right. They're human beings. Can you have a heart for people? And people are everywhere. So like hearing you say like, what about the people in the cabinet? And then it's just, I think about, God is calling us to reach the people in our worlds. Right. Like, what about my family, my job? We're so focused on what's happening at Washington. It's just like, yeah, all hell is breaking loose at my house. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, how about we take ownership, be the church, be the pastor, the worship leader, the prayer leader of my home, and just trust God with what I can't control. Absolutely. And I, and I believe that God positions his believers in every neck of the woods to take ownership for that. Right. Uh, we, I live in New Bedford. Since we lived here, I've had such a heart for this place. Mm -hmm. So I pray for our mayor. I pray for our council people, you know, I, I, I pray for our teachers, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like, man, I'm responsible to stay in the gap for this place. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. And, and, and then, and then a couple, about a year or so ago that we got into forever, it's like, now I have a heart now for, because it's like where you are in, you invested in, you take ownership. Of, right. And so you begin to pray for that. So I pray so much more for our region in New England than I do for the rest of the world. And I do pray for the world, but I'm like, I feel, God, you've made me responsible for this area. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take ownership of it. I voted because I think it's a responsibility right. to vote and then trust God with the results. So, but we imagine if believers all over the nation begin to think that way and say, and who knows, out of all the believers all over the world and in this nation, how many are called now to go specific into politics or specific into the school system or specific into entertainment? Because mm -hmm. I think that's the calling. Right. Go into all the world. Mm -hmm. Think Occupy. about it. Like, if, we, if, if, if you was going to all your buildings, <laughs> what kind of difference would we ever make? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like going to all the world. Like, you go into the buildings to get the game plan to go into the world, mm -hmm. you know, to execute it and to be a blessing in tangible mm -hmm. ways. And I think this is a, I, there's a, a very optimistic side of this to say, man, what a great time for the church to be the church and really show the world mm -hmm. that it was never about that stuff. It was about God's plan mm -hmm. and God's dream, which is much bigger than we can ever imagine or think. Absolutely. And let's end with that. I love what you said. Optimistic, faith-filled. Best that is, Absolutely. Always. You know. Mm -hmm. Hey, you want to close this in prayer? Absolutely. <laughs> Would you pray with us? Father, thank you for these moments. I, I think we need conversation more than ever. That's good. And I pray that this can spark a desire in others out there to uh, to make the gospel the baseline of their lives or to let Jesus really be the Lord and Savior of our lives and, and the Lord and Savior that leads us into conversations and, and what we say, don't say, and what we post or don't post. That's good. And how we go about uh, making a difference. All of us are called to make a difference. Uh, mm. Father, help us to expand our understanding of your dream for the world and for how we play a role in that. And I pray God continue to heal our nation, yes, Lord. Jesus. Continue to bring healing and unity. Uh, continue to raise up your peacemakers. Yes. In all of the facets of society, Lord, where we can see the goodness of the Lord all over this nation. We're so thankful, God, yes, God, that we have this place. And we're so thankful that we get to play a role in it. And I pray that your will will be done. Yes. Your kingdom will continue to have its way in this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Amen. Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you this Sunday. Follow us on social media. Download the app. So many resources for you there. But share this stream with somebody. We pray that this inspires you to have more conversations and to be the church. We love you guys. God bless.